Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Jan. That's Chris. Welcome to CCTV, the nonstop pop show. And today we are heading to Pop 101 class and learning about the extraordinary superstar, Rina Sawayama. If this is your first time joining us here at CCTV, Shan and I have a huge range of experience in the music industry, from performing on stage and recording in the studio to working with artist management and record labels. So we analyze artists and their discographies from both the creative and business angles. And if you made it this far, be sure to subscribe to our channel so that you can become part of our CCTV crew. And uh, if you like what you see, definitely give us a thumbs up because it really helps us out. So before we get started, Shan, do you like Rena? I love her so much. I have like a, not even a mild crush. I have a huge crush on her. Um, First saw her in the ID profile video. And she had her orange hair and she was talking about like her upbringing and things like that. Super cute in that video. And she was playing Final Fantasy. Like she stole my heart. Um, After that, I jumped right into some of her songs and did a deep dive into some of her even older songs. And I ran into um, Cyber Stockholm Syndrome and Where You Are. And that where you are actually cemented me in like I liked CSS but where you are definitely made me say oh my gosh okay this is nice and I think I actually sent it to you a couple of years ago mm-hmm. when I was like when you had asked me who are you into um <laughs> so um I actually got a chance to go see her in concert for her first tour and uh she was great she was amazing sitting live the whole time vocals on point saw me in the crowd y'all she saw me in the crowd <laughs> and after the show I got a hug <laughs> She's Aww. size angel. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what, about, what about you? Yeah, I really like her. Yeah, I remember you telling me about her a while ago. My friend David also sent me her stuff before, like a few years ago. And yeah, she's just, first off, it's just awesome to see an Asian pop star in the Western world, you know, making right. waves. And um, yeah, she's gotten a lot of endorsements from other artists that I love, like Kylie and Gaga and Mel C from the Spice Girls. So it was hard not to notice her last year, you know, her like breakout year. So I'm just excited to see where she goes. And and yeah, I'm excited to dive into her career so far. Yeah. So we have created playlists for you all to follow along on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music if you want to listen to the full tracks or watch the music videos. The links are below. So now we're going to get into it. Class is now in session. Rina Sawayama was born in 1990 in Niigata, Japan, and lived there until the age of five. Eventually, Rina's family relocated to London, where she was raised and currently resides. From a young age, Rina had dreams of becoming a singer. At the age of seven, she even performed a song by one of her favorite artists, Utada Hikaru, to her parents in their living room, just to show how badly she wanted to sing. (laughs) (laughs) So while studying at Cambridge University, she decided to pursue music and modeling. And one of her first projects was a hip hop group called Lazy Lion that also included uh, Theo Ellis, who's in the band Wolf Alice. Um, So do you did you know about Lazy Lion? (laughs) I have to be really honest with you. I didn't, but it kind of just 
when I when we were doing like research for the video, I realized how much R and B she was singing, mm -hmm. and she was kind of taking on the Lauren Hill aspect of the of the group, mm -hmm. and um, it kind of just you can hear a lot of her R and B come out when she sings, and it sounds a lot more. It makes more sense, and it's like it sounds supernatural. So she definitely has a voice for it, and it's. It's, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's fun kind of watching some of the little clips that are on YouTube of them just mm -hmm. in their sessions, you know, or just, you know, just yeah. vibing. I think it's interesting right. for sure. It's like, that's a cool place to start, you know, to pair for with, sure. you know, random people that are also into music and just kind of figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And um, she always kind of had like this love for music, but it wasn't just like R&B, even though Lazy Line was doing R&B, she had so many different influences. She is a self-confessed pop-aholic, okay? So she's cited Utada and other J-pop groups as her influences, but of course she's mentioned Gaga, okay? LG is a huge influence for her and Evanescence, and of course there's countless others. Um, but Rena incorporates her own style and creates music that is cool and effortlessly starts a dialogue about the dark side of identity formation during the digital age. With a style that has created genre hybrids of pop, new metal, dance, and R&B, Rena is truly an extraordinary superstar. So in 2013, Rena released her very first solo single, a song called Sleeping in Waking. This debut release was released under British indie label Make Mine, and it was recorded in between her bedroom and in the studio as well. And this one was produced by the London-based producer Hoost. Um, and this track is dreamy and dark, full of lush synths and electronic magnetism. What do you think of this track? <laughs> what a description. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, this song was interesting because it's so moody uh and i mean for her first little solo attempt uh it was definitely um a 180 from what she was doing with not like a complete 180 but it was definitely something a little bit more electronic um so i think it was interesting uh she does not ever perform this song and i really wish she would pull a her and like just kind of pull this up from the dregs of her past and just redo it with clarence um but she avoids doing the song. I don't, I don't get it. But it's definitely a creative prequel to her stronger tracks. I'll say mm -hmm. that. I mean, so I had, I was watching a lot of interviews this past week as we were preparing for this. And in mm -hmm. one, she did actually mention, um, well, they were talking about like the first song she ever wrote and finished. Yeah. And she said this was actually the one that this is her first song she ever finished. And, and oh. she, her advice for other artists was to not release the first song that you've ever finished. So I, I, I guess she's not a fan of it, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but I actually think it's a cool track. Um, I didn't think it was like, there are people have definitely written worse songs, you know? So That's for so this insane. as your very first effort, like good job, Rena. Like, I think it's decent. I think it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. You can definitely hear who she was what she wanted to do you mm -hmm. can hear what she what she wanted to do um but hey i guess we'll never see this song <laughs> and, you know Grace maybe one day she'll she'll pull it out like that that'd be actually cool you know like to kind of i love when artists kind of bring back like right. random tracks from their past right 
hashtag justice for sleeping and waking. <laughs> <laughs> so this single had an accompanying um, double A side song, Who, which is an emotional track with stomping chords and swelling synth. And the song is super short, obviously. It's not like a huge, it wasn't a big song. She didn't really promote it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the demo of the song was actually released on her Tumblr in 2009, which was quite generous of her even though it wasn't like an official single and um during this time while she was trying to figure out what her sound was going to be Mm -hmm. um she began she began performing live and released another single that many people don't know about called terror so this song, in retrospect, compared to her previous tracks, weren't exactly the greatest. They're a little lackluster, um, but the commentary on the effects of negative social interaction hmm. became more of a common theme in her lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely tell with this one that she's just experimenting with her artistry and her creativity. Um, yeah. there's, a, there's a fun sass in this one, but it's definitely not the best song. I, I found the vocal production kind of jarring. Like she didn't sound nice. Like she's very mm-hmm. nasally. It's just a weird effect on it that I was not a fan of. Um, but you know, yeah. every artist needs to take risks. And so yeah. I appreciate, yeah. you know, I, yeah, I appreciate her trying to do that. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. You know, thinking about the whole situation, like even though the, vi- the, the song wasn't like amazing, the video was interesting because she has all these looks and it kind of just, played into her job as a model you know Mm -hmm. she she had connections so she could get people to help her out with these looks not saying that she was getting like she was using people but she had a connection she made them had good relationships and you would see things like that occur in her later projects with all this creative experimentation she also played around with her stage name um and she she was under rena with two eyes for a minute um (laughs) but that was very short-lived because in 2015 she went back to her just her actual name rena samayama and she released another who's produced single called tunnel vision And this era of her work is kind of when we see the formation of her most famous concept, which mm-hmm. is human interaction in a digitized age. Um, you could say it's her form of, of digipop, which is the art movement that focuses on technology's influence on all of society in every mm-hmm. aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, yeah, she, she uploaded this track on her SoundCloud as a single from what was supposed to be her debut EP called Alone Together, which never actually came out, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, and the video was described by the director as a pastel R&B glitter struggle, which is interesting. <laughs> um, and in this video, she's unable to sleep because she's constantly checking her phone for notifications and, and being kept awake by all the interaction online. Yeah. So what do you think of this track and video? Um, it is. It was really sleepy. It sounds like a lullaby. Um, mm-hmm. So... When you, when you watch the video, she's in bed and she's under the covers looking at the camera and at the at the phone. <laughs> it's funny because she really couldn't go to bed and it's like super relatable. Um, mm-hmm. She says that she wrote the song because while she was prepared, preparing to write some music, she was in a studio and re- was receiving text message notifications from people. And she 
she just think I don't I don't really care I don't mm-hmm. like I'm trying to work right now which is super relatable like when I'm editing CCTV or like trying to write a song people, what are you doing not talking to you right now yeah right? the distractions <laughs> the distractions that keep you from your productivity um exactly. which is very easy when we can just you know there's endless amounts of things you can do on your phone now. Yes. Um, so yeah, I agree. The subject that I love that she wrote a song about that and that it's continued as a theme throughout her, her music. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, cause the first time I listened to it, I wasn't really paying attention to the lyrics. I was, I was like, Oh, it's so dramatic. And like, you know, that was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, like this is what it's about, which I think is just funny. Um, how dramatic yeah, she yeah. made it. But yeah, I think it's a pretty track. She really does have a really cool vibe to her. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think this is, this is a cool one for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, the, her her lyrics are definitely. <laughs> I'll give that to her. Like as she kept writing, it got. I mean, she was pretty good then, but it got better and it's gotten better. Um, like the apatheticness of the lyric, like you tell me what's wrong with you, but I don't really care. <laughs> right. <laughs> Love it. Um. So you know, speaking about how the video was like this pastel R&B glitter struggle. Mm. <laughs> Rena actually worked on this video with Ali Kerr and an artist named Ar- Arvida Brystrom. Um, and would again for their next video, Where You Are. In 2016, Where You Are, a rework of Michael Jackson's I Want to Be Where You Are, was co-produced by Hoost and Rena herself. Spawned by a 2013 garage band demo, Where You Are serves as a lens into how one's self-esteem is affected by social media. Mm. This song, like I said, when I heard it, your girl got sucked in. Um, I think it's really cool how this guitar riff just kind of it sounds Mm -hmm. super super forlorn and um even in the video she's just sitting on a bed just looking at her phone and just being very i don't it was just really dreamlike um she has a a really interesting way of not i don't want to say criticizing but almost critic yeah criticizing she has a way of criticizing something without sounding preachy and um, also, she has good sense musically because she was able to take this hook for Want to Be Where You Are and put her own words with it and relate it toward being unable to connect with someone past a digital forum. You mm-hmm. know how we post on Instagram, we post on Facebook, we post on all the social media, but does this person really know who you are? The only way you can be with this person is if they see you in this kind of form you always seem happy you always seem beautiful on the internet so I really appreciated that she was able to mention all of this without sounding like she was giving us a lecture you know Mm, yeah yeah this is such a cool track you know Mm -hmm. I I like covers but I'm never a fan of a cover if they don't do anything new with it so you know so in this case this is how you do a cool cover or sample or you know like however you want to say it like yeah she turned it into something brand new like mm-hmm. it's such a cool track and it's still one of my favorites I think um of hers because it's, sure. it's so catchy of course the hook is naturally catchy just on its own but she made it sound so effortless and and her voice sounds really pretty on it yeah for sure I agree I agree so congratulations for that one because we both love the song mm-hmm. <laughs> CCTV approved <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right so later in that year Rena also released a very poignant piano-led Christmas single entitled 
this time last year. And this was kind of the last thing before she entered a new era of her artistry. In March 2017, Rina released her single Cyber Stockholm Syndrome, which premiered on The Fader. Rina described the song as a prequel to Tunnel Vision and cites her own life as inspiration on the song. Unlike the previous singles, this song is almost an ode to the internet. Cyber Stockholm Syndrome brought attention to the social anxiety she faces and expresses her appreciation for the support networks that could be found online. The retro-futuristic video was full of the early 2000s and digital imagery and portrayed Rena as a sensual ambivert who seemed cold IRL but came to life online. Also, for the first time, Rena featured choreography in her video. What are your thoughts about this song? First off, the video is really fun for this, and it was good to see her start doing some choreo. Um, yeah. You know, because that's essential for a good pop star for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. But yeah, this is, this is a fun song. You can definitely feel that 2000s influence, which, of course, I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my favorite part is the bridge, because it kind of just takes it to a place that you just wouldn't really expect, you know, like from the first me part of the song. Too. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was a highlight for me too. Like it crescendos in such a way that a lot of pop songs don't mm-hmm. like contemporary pop songs don't do that. And I don't know why, like the bridge is supposed to be like, if that's what the bridge is for, mm-hmm. that's what your, that's what your little middle eights are for. <laughs> I'm learning your little middle eights. <laughs> um, that's what it's for. You're meant to take it somewhere. And she definitely did. Um, but I have to say, I don't know what that, candy cane your heart out means like she goes candy cane your oh. heart out one day i hope i hope i get the chance to ask her while we're, <laughs> have, while we're having dinner call me oh i'm totally joking but uh i remember when i heard this song like i said it was right after that id profile video that iconic tangerine hair mm. was just like <laughs> you can't miss it right um i mean she's become synonymous with the color orange at this point mm. um so she looked great and I am a sucker for like the Y2K guitar sounds, the little riffs, Ugh, love them. And um, the song was super relatable, like uh, coming to life online. I remember when I was younger and I didn't have time to really hang out with friends or whatever, I would go on digital forums and find friends and shout out to all the art peers on MySpace back in the day. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's one of her standout tracks if you were to like try to figure out who she was yeah who she is yeah and during this era uh rena began collaborating with clarence clarity who is an english songwriter and artist known for his very unique pop sound so the pair bonded over their love of britney spears and their synergy is undeniable i mean of course if you guys like britney you know it's gonna be good right hopefully (laughs) um yeah (laughs) so um yeah so their creative collaboration has actually continued through still to today and Mm -hmm. it's very similar to the working partnerships between like xenomania and girls loud or brandy and dark child Mm -hmm, for sure oh side note side note side note i have to say he opened for her in at the for her tour yeah and I can see why she was like, okay, we have to work together, but, but oh, he's, he's very interesting as a, as a producer, like as a solo artist, he's very interesting. So I, I, I wonder how 
they got connected in that sense and how mm. this song came to be, you know? I she mean, def- Britney yeah. can bring anyone together. <laughs> <laughs> this is so true. <laughs> Thank you, Britney Spears. The Holy Spirit has spoken and uh, has saved lives once again. <laughs> <laughs> so later on in 2017, the second and third singles, Alter Life and Tunnel Vision, a remix featuring Shamir was released, followed by her debut mini album, and at the time rena was still unsigned which is really impressive and she managed to release the project independently after saving money for two to three years and um she has mentioned that uh, she had to do some, she was scrubbing toes. She was <laughs> doing retail, uh, majorly relatable as an indie artist for sure. Yes. I think it's, <laughs> people always forget music is super expensive. Like not yes. only are you paying for the producer and any musicians you have on it, but you have all the studio time and the mixing and the master, like there's so much yeah. that goes into it. Like, I know, mm-hmm. like you just listen to a song on Spotify. You don't think much about it, but like really every single song, it's crazy how much goes into it. So yeah, major respect to all indie artists out there for sure. Thank you on behalf <laughs> of behalf of the uh, indie um, allegiance or whatever. Indie, yeah. indie alliance, whatever. <laughs> Any hoodle doodle. Um, so Ultra Life was this punk rock kind of industrial situation. Uh, I remember hearing this song. It was very much like video game OST for me. I was mm-hmm. feeling need of speed. I was feeling like fighting game. I don't know. Um, I love the message behind it. Um, Rena explores all the identities she's adopted throughout her career and finally grows to accept it. Um, and all these parts made her who she is. So she's like, why are you so scared of falling? Like, this is your life now. Accept it. Embrace it. And um, I think that's really important for people who may have like imposter syndrome who don't want to really appreciate all the hard work that they have accomplished. Mm-hmm. So um, what did what did you think about it? I like this one a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I love the kind of karaoke video. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. And and I love just the Japanese rock influence in it. I think it's, it's a cool way to, to put that in there. Um, mm-hmm. And the video actually reminds me of Kylie Minogue's Did It Again video, because it's similar where she kind of had all these alter egos of herself, you know, uh, like sexy Kylie versus cute Kylie versus and then they're all kind of fighting. Um, <laughs> but they all make up, you know, her, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what she's experienced so far in her career. So I just thought that was an interesting reference. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So then on Valentine's Day, February 14th of 2017, Rena released the anti Valentine's Day anthem, the <laughs> single Valentine, parentheses, what's it going to be? So this song challenges the narrative of heterosexual monogamy and asks for a no strings attached interaction, um, which uh, that's cool. I mean, I, I get that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I have to be honest, though, this song is not the most memorable one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of one of the only singles I, I it's hard. It takes me a minute to remember what it sounds like, to be honest. Uh, yeah. What are your uh... thoughts on this one? Well, because I was a thirsty fiend, um, <laughs> I know the song, <laughs> but I never actually knew what the words were. I don't know what this is 
with me. I don't, I'm not very good at remembering words, let alone my own lyrics. Mm. Um, but I never paid attention to it. I just liked it. So I was jamming out here like nobody's business. You, you, you feel me? Like I was like, what's it gonna, gonna be? What's it gonna? Because she can sing. So I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I thought it was going to be like, um, I thought it was going to be like an interpolation of Maya and Cisco's um it's all uh, about me 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 yeah you know so what's it gonna be right no they don't say what's it gonna be anyway i don't know why I, <laughs> whoa okay, feel free to drag me in the comments like that doesn't make any sense but no for whatever reason in my mind i thought she was going to do a pull another where you are situation mm. and kind of be like what's it gonna be i don't know why it's all about me what's it gonna be i don't know why i did that but <clears throat> You know, it happens. But, you know, even though this song wasn't like, wow, I think of Rena when I hear Valentine, a song that really represented her uh, came in her next single. So she released this song, almost like her coming out song called Cherry. With Cherry, Rena would come out to the pixels and to public as pansexual. Um, she says that after years of feeling like her emotions toward, I guess, non-binary people being minimized and like noting the lack of genuine pansexual representation, she decided to write this musical proclamation. Mm. Um, and I can say that's true. I think a lot of people kind of push bisexuality, pansexuality, things like that, that are not monogamish out mm-hmm. of, you know, they don't, they don't take it seriously. They think that the person's just trying to be promiscuous. Um, so the lyrics definitely speak to that. And with the video, I have to say for this song, although the song is gorgeous, I love the intro of her speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, the video wasn't exactly what I was expecting. You know, I mean, I get it. You want to embrace all forms of femininity. You have queer dancers, you're a queer choreographer. Like everything is just very, um, I don't know, it's simple. It's just too simple for me. Like mm-hmm. she looked great. The makeup was fire. We yeah, she looked great. I agree. There was something about it that made it look a little low budget, which is something yeah. you always want to avoid, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I get it. Again, music videos are also very expensive, as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there are ways to, you know, make it look as expensive as possible, you know, as you can. Right. Um, I right. also felt, you know, some of the dancing wasn't the cleanest. I, I appreciate having kind of dancers of, of you know, different you know, different backgrounds and like, yeah. you know, everything. Right. But um, yeah, it wasn't the cleanest. So that was distracting. I think I, I agree. I think the video distracted yeah. from the song as opposed to uh, making it better yeah yeah it didn't enhance it at all unfortunately um but you know the lyrics are still great the song is still good it's oh yeah we love we love it we love it yeah (laughs) this song is actually even I think it actually is my favorite of her songs Mm -hmm. um so good like I just think the the melody is great the chorus is really great and she sounds great and the lyrics are great like everything's great yeah so yeah yeah. Yeah, tens across the board darling tens across exactly all right so (laughs) after the release of cherry rena embarked on her very first tour headline tour in september and october of 2018 and this was called the ordinary superstar tour and it consisted (laughs) consisted of 17 shows one in london and the rest in north america Mm-hmm. This is this is true because I went to this concert. Yeah. Um, 
I, oh gosh, I made a sign and everything for this show. Oh my gosh. Just to give her the whole like pop star experience, you know, um, one side said control alt delete my wig. And then, because she has like this whole digital concept going, um, for people who don't know, uh, she calls her fans, the pixels, mm-hmm. her whole discography is based off of like, not the whole, but this era of Rena. The Rena EP was based off digital digital age and digital life. So I thought, oh, what's cuter than control alt delete my wig? Mm. Um, so I used that. And then the other said, the other side said, I'll be your cherry Y2K, like K queen. So yeah, mm. um, she saw my sign. She saw the side that said the control alt delete my wig. Mm-hmm. And her friend um, who actually lives here in the States recorded the encounter and gave me the video. So I'll insert that. We'll insert that later. Love that. Well, how was the show? She's good. I'll say that. I I mean, I really do wish with some of these venues, they would really invest in a quality sound system because like once you get the music going, you can barely hear the artist and it sounds so muffled. Yeah. A but- lot of these venues too, it's the acoustics. Like it depends yeah. on where you're standing. You, mm-hmm. If you're in one spot, you could hear nothing. And then there could be just a spot a few feet away. That's like perfect. Like it's horrible. Yes. Like, yes I agree. Some of these venues need, yeah, they need, they need help. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Can I say side note, side note. It was interesting. The, the, I think one of the highlights of this show was that she asked people to sing ordinary superstar. And for whatever reason, even though we were all there to see her, nobody knew the words to the first verse oh no girl on the screen look at me yeah because you put someone on the spot I mean I know that feeling like I said I don't know the words to anything but like when she was like who wants to sing my sign went down (laughs) (laughs) oh no I I feel like oh my god that has to be the worst though like yeah both for on both sides like can you imagine being the fan (laughs) that got handed the mic and then even maybe that fan actually didn't know and just blanked you know just yeah stressed it all (laughs) yes yes because someone because someone took it from him and he was like I got this sis and he started singing like a little bit more of it but you know like you said, the pressure got to him. I don't know, but she made a joke about it. I will say something about her. She does have a good sense of humor. She was like, all right, no one knows the song. I'm just an ordinary <laughs> Oh my God. That's, I mean, yes, artists need to choose that moment well. You know, if you're going to want the yeah. audience to sing, like make sure it's a moment that everyone should know. That's funny. That's really funny. Right. I just feel bad because, you know, she did make a visual with it, with um, <laughs> with what, with Gaga's stylist, Nicoletta, um, for Machetti. Uh-huh. Teddy, Teddy, I'm so sorry. Yeah, so everyone's like, oh my God, we love this song. We're screaming. <laughs> no one knew it. And then the dancers, by the way, they were killing it. Alicia and um, Wendy. They were sitting there dancing, laughing at us, not knowing the words. <laughs> so That's yeah, it fun. was definitely memorable for sure. I bought a lot of merch. Love it. Love <laughs> yeah. it. Oh man. All right. So after the tour in mm-hmm. November of 2018, Rena released her next single, Flicker. Flickr was released with an accompanying lyric video and a campaign video. And so this song is about Rena being often misunderstood, you know, just being an Asian person in the Western world. And she created the hashtag they ain't us to rally her fans from around the world to take pride in their names. Um, yeah. So I love that as a message, but also this song is so good. That hook 
is mm-hmm. so catchy. Flicka, 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 flicka. flicka. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I also, obviously, I relate to the subject matter as well. And again, I said this in the beginning, but it really is awesome to have a pop star making waves and, and making songs about these issues that a lot of people can right. relate to, for sure. So I totally, really respect that, for sure. And um, with this song, I thought it was interesting how, like, the switch up came up with the chorus. It was very, like, ghost town DJ-esque, mm. you know? And I have coming. Like, it just had that kind of, I don't know what the origin right now of that kind of, like, that production. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought that was really nice. And um, a lot of fans came in with these videos she has like a 10 minute video um with fans explaining their names and like their their troubles when they were younger um interestingly enough people butchered my name too purposely i remember getting called shanene one time so it's just like even though Mm -hmm. my name is super simple it's tacky Mm -hmm. you know so when i heard this i was like <laughs> mm. I, was, I was in my family again still don't know the words I just, i'm just singing melodies <laughs> <laughs> in 2019 rena became the support acts for charlie xex tour across the uk for most of the year though rena was below the radar not releasing much aside from uploading an unplugged cherry performance mm. some vlogs and some tweets teasing her work in the studio after all this teasing of new material during the year Rena reached a milestone when she finally signed with the British indie label Dirty Hit Records. And this was a label famous for having the 1975 on their roster. Mm-hmm. So her very first single release with the new label was STFU. Released in November of 2019, this song is a new metal, heavy metal, pop, and avant pop song, which criticizes the microaggressions against Asian people. And this song was a jarring shift from her previous R&B tinged releases, and it received critical acclaim and was also even listed as number 20 on Rolling Stone's best songs of 2020. The music video was directed by Rena and her longtime collaborator, Ali Kerr. Rena had three looks in this video. Her dinner date bowl cut look, her long haired look, which was reminiscent of Japanese horror movies. And finally, that fly chaps dance outfit. The video was simple, but full of passion and like so much energy. Uh, I remember seeing the video, hearing the song and I thought, whoa, oh my gosh, because I love like metal music and I know I don't look like it. Mm -hmm. I don't look like my playlist. Um, (laughs) But it was really, really surprising to hear, especially after like the 90s influence of Flickr and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. it had been a whole year. Um, I remember Rena saying she's almost a little bit afraid, but also super excited to release this as the newer single to kind of separate the real fans from the the fake Mm -hmm. one. (laughs) Totally joking. But yeah, this, this is her words. Um, what did you think about the video? Well, for, yeah, the video is so good. Oh man, mm-hmm. the date with the white guy when he's talking <laughs> about Wagamamas and Kill Bill and her reminding him <laughs> of Sandra Oh and all this horrific stuff that, yeah. again, I unfortunately can relate to. Um, mm. yeah, the video is so good. And I love like the ring look with the, you know, and yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, like, so Aww. good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, just the anger in it, the sass in it, I appreciate. But yeah, this song is mm-hmm. definitely very jarring. Um, not what I expect from 
a pop star in general, right? Um, right, right, yeah. But you know, with the subject matter and the anger that's definitely behind the lyrics and the annoying, <laughs> the annoyance of it, you know, like she literally just wants someone to STFU, you know? Um, yeah. And so it's fun. It's a fun song. I would love to hear it live, like with all the, with live guitars and drums oh and stuff. God, I'm sure yes. it's so much fun. Um, but I have, I have to be in the right mood to listen to it though. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> oh no, no yeah. this is this is this is very true um uh like you said about her and yourself dealing with these kinds of things I remember her mentioning in an interview that while she was modeling during one of her gigs uh, the company a company said that they wanted to do like a whole Japanese street style kind of Harajuku situation mm-hmm. to promote their products and when she had arrived on set they put her in this quote-unquote kimono Mm. and then even the asian makeup artist was like i am so sorry like it was it was mm -hmm, that's what i said oh no and on and on top of that speaking of the tea that i'm serving she ended up having to serve tea the whole night because it was a tea brand when i tell you the disrespect the disrespect like i know we're kind of like kind of like it's it's, it's like a disbelief that we're kind of like giggling about it but it's just it's interesting how people can be so ignorant and willingly so um so i'm glad that this song is something that's out and i really do wish she would promote it like now like if people decide to have her on shows sing this song sing this song yeah it's it's <laughs> perfect for right now it really is for sure. interesting um for sure yeah all right so the next single released mm. was comme des garçons like the boys <laughs> Released in January of 2020, this song blends genres such as disco, funk, electro house, and synth pop into a clubby record. And this one was written by Rena, Bram Inscore, who worked on Troy Sivan's Youth, and also Coco, who worked on Britney's How I Roll. And this pulsating track mocks toxic masculinity in the coolest way. <laughs> agreed, agreed. The whole excuse my ego, can't go incognito. Mm-hmm. Like the, the whole little rappy section, so yeah so good yeah I don't know something about that was just like effortless and I was I got snatched with this song um I definitely like it for sure um it oozes confidence and in the accompanying music video the mm-hmm. viewer enters enters this secret and surreal lab where this masculine figure <laughs> is being scanned and studied and this character's evolution goes from being guinea pig to top dog as suddenly a group of men begins worshiping Rena. and the visuals for this song are 90s inspired and essentially is a fashion film that combined the visual worlds of hype williams hiroyuki nakano and boris vallejo mm. February though. <laughs> in February, the remix produced by Brazilian DJ Barabo, uh, Bravo, excuse me, <laughs> featuring Brazilian drag queen Pablo Vitar was released. Oh, that was good too, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this song is so good. It's so much fun. I would love to choreo to this. Like mm-hmm. when we can start doing stuff again. Um, this is definitely one for the list, I think. Um, just a super sure. dynamic song that's just sassy and 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 yeah just fun to do yeah fun to have on at all times I think yeah <laughs> for sure for sure I think when it came out you and I were both like whoa this is nice this is nice mm-hmm. um I uh when I heard the song I melted it's just so decadent 
and luxurious like even the way she's kind of like speaking singing to you it's like you can't afford this because I'm the man and you know it's just so confident um the baseline is great like it's just boom 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 like mm-hmm. oh it's so good and her delivery on this song is just fashion it's Perfect. giving me runway it's giving me style and interestingly enough though she almost tried to throw in some of her little r&b riffs at the uh-huh. end of it and when she was kind of working through it uh i think bram and her kind of came to the conclusion that this song just needed to just sit in a nice quiet pocket like just chill nice and it was i think it was the, the right choice for sure um but yeah speaking of the song we have a giveaway hey. So we are doing a giveaway of the standard Sawayama physical CD and this Conde Garçon, like the boys, sweater. Yes. Rules are closer to the end of the video, but the question to answer is, what is your favorite Rina Sawayama song and why? In March of 2020, Rina released another single called XS. In her words, this song mocks capitalism in a sinking world, and it's just about the materialistic nature of society now and how we can never have enough, right, of anything. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So in this video, Rena portrays a QVC HSN-like saleswoman who is promoting the product Rena Water, and that <laughs> consisted of 99% 24-karat gold and 1% plasma, and it is then later revealed in the video in a very dark twisted turn <laughs> that um <laughs> the saleswoman is a robot and the arena water is actually extracted from a swarm a swamp creature um that's chained <laughs> in an underground factory against her will um so first off i love the video it's awesome mm. clearly she's getting a budget now more of a budget um <laughs> But yeah, this is a cool one. Like the combo of R&B with the rock elements is really cool. And the chorus is very, very catchy and, and fun to sing along to. And yeah, this whole video just reminded me of those skits in RuPaul's Drag Race when they have to like sell a really stupid product, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, this is a good one. What do you think? <laughs> now that you bring that up. Yeah, it's very, very RuPaul. <laughs> um, I like the video and uh the video's little details are really interesting. Like for little fans, like Easter eggs, I will say that she always likes to give us something to look look for, right? The video is simple, but if you look really closely, you see that the number to call was 10-20-40, which is a callback to one of her older songs mm-hmm. um, when she was on antidepressants. But yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. All these little details kind of culminated to make this video as ridiculous as it was. And I just have to mention that I'm super proud of Rena for being able to perform this song and her international TV debut on Fallon, in which all the fans helped her trend worldwide with Rena um, Fallon. So I mm. thought that was really awesome for her. It's, a, it's fun to hear her sing live because she'll have the guitar, she'll have the drums, and it's really awesome for her. So I'm really super proud of her, and I love this song. The following month, Rena released another single from the album titled Chosen Family. Before its release, Rena released the tabs and chorus for the song and invited Pixels to create covers. In April of 2020, Rena finally released her debut album, 
Sawayama <laughs> and described by Rina herself as being about family and identity. She lyrically explores personal experiences of her whole life and gets even more personal than she already has, which is insane because she's <laughs> been very open already this whole time in her career. Um, but yeah, this album made many best of the year lists. Um, and she's been praised by the likes of Elton John, Mel C, Kylie, like all these amazing people. So yeah, what do you think of the album? This album is so good. Like uh, right next to Caddy Minogue's um, disco album. Mm. By the way, y'all should watch that because that was like probably our one of our favorite album re- album C views. Um, definitely watch that. But yeah, right next to Kylie, Sawayama is definitely right up there um she has so many good songs on this album i love it Mm -hmm. yeah this is such a good debut album um Mm -hmm. so many different sounds in it like every song Mm -hmm. is unique um and and high quality you can tell there was a lot of thought put into every single song and Mm -hmm. and yeah you know it's always good you know she it's taken her this long to finally release a, a full project and so it totally delivers i think um yeah and it makes me really excited to see kind of what she'll do next as well Mm -hmm, agreed agreed so soon thereafter a lyric video for the song bad friend was released and eventually a a visual was uploaded to youtube i'm so good at crashing and making sparks and shit but then i'm a bad i'm a bad i'm a bad friend uh, fun fact the video for bad friend was made before her xs video shoot oh wow yeah, I mean, I really do like this song. Um, I felt I felt a little attacked by the lyrics <laughs> because, <laughs> but you know, that's how life is sometimes. You know, you don't always get a chance to stay in contact with people and uh, you can't always beat yourself up about it, which is what Rena does in this music video. Yes, I mean, she definitely, I have to say, her <laughs> visuals are all super interesting, you know, mm-hmm. and it's great because now she has the ability to to kind of do even more with them. Right. Um, but yeah, this one's interesting. It takes place in a bar in like the post-war 1950s era of Japan, in Japan. Mm-hmm. And basically, Rina plays this middle-aged, gender-bent version of herself. <laughs> and she's <laughs> encountered by an older gentleman who teaches her how to fight. And eventually, after they get very, very drunk, uh, the two men leave and a brawl ensues. And in the end, Rina is revealed to have been beating herself up the whole time. And, uh, which is very Fight Club-esque. And uh, yeah, just sure. super yeah. creative. I remember when I the video first started, like when I was watching it, I was like, yeah. am I am I on the right? Is this the official video? <laughs> like, am I on some <laughs> weird other thing? You know, so I appreciate the creativity for sure. The video is a slow burn for sure because you don't know where it's going to go. Right. I, and I was not expecting for the gentleman to be Tyler Durden, essentially. That was, that was interesting. Um, you know, she, like you said, is very creative and it's so amazing that she's finally receiving the recognition and acknowledgement that she definitely deserves. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2020 was a great year for Rina, sonically, digitally, critically. Um, she even announced another bigger tour, the Dynasty Tour, which I was supposed to go to. I mean, I, mean, I still have my ticket. It's just been ticket. rescheduled now, you know, it's hopefully exactly. will still happen, right? Yeah. So along with after the album's release, uh, Mm -hmm. Rina continued to release a lot of remixes. So one, Mm -hmm. a highlight of those is Excess featuring Brie Runway. Mm 
Yeah. We had discussed in our other video um, about Black women in pop. And eventually, after that, Rena would release a deluxe version of her album in December of 2020. And the lead single was the song Lucid. <laughs> The Dance Pop song is about living a different life through dreaming and was produced by Blood Pop, who also did work on Lady Gaga's Chromatica album. The music video was an extended reality video, combining CGI and realia to portray Rena as the dreamer and the dream girl she is singing about. So Rena has said that the song, or may, maybe mostly the video, was basically about self-stimulation. Mm. She, but she was saying it kind of jokingly, so I don't know if she was just taking the piss or not. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. But <laughs> what did you think about the video and the song and things like that? Um, the song is okay. It's not my mm -hmm. favorite in her discography. You can definitely mm -hmm. tell it's blood pop, you know? Um, uh, yeah. Kind of sounds like a Lady Gaga B-side like just production wise. And I think, yeah. um, I think because she also kind of sounds like Gaga in a way, like her tone is a little similar to it sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. it just totally just sounds like Gaga, you know? Um, yeah. but I think, you know, it'd be great in the clubs, you know, if we ever go to clubs again and mm -hmm. yeah, so it's not the most <laughs> unique song, but it's fun. And, and it's a fun addition to her, her album. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think they're both, we talked about this, like Gaga's voice. I think they're lyric sopranos, mm. soprano, excuse me, soprano. I gotta say it with the actual accent. Anyway, they both do have very similar tones. And um, I liked the, I didn't really like the song. Let me, let me not lie. I actually didn't really care for the song. It was okay. I just thought, yeah. Chromatica, you know, um, it has since grown on me, which is like so annoying. Like I, I was, I was thinking, you know what? This is going to have to be a miss for me. This is going to have to just not be one of my faves. Um, I, I I like it a little bit more, especially with the video. After watching the video, she looks super cute. Yeah, and um, I love the creativity behind it. Um, it was nice to kind of see this like virtual reality thing, kind of bringing back her digital age, Rena EP era. era. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I like that. I like that for sure. Along with Lucid, the deluxe album featured unreleased tracks and a cover of the 1975's Love It If We Made It. Some highlights being We Out Here and Bees and Honey. One sounded like a Destiny's Child and Limp Biscuit Baby, and the other one sounded more like Arena XEX kind of song, which isn't mm -hmm. bad. <laughs> all right. So even with all the rising success that she had this uh, in 2020, Rena did face some challenges as well. So as noted earlier, Rena was born in Japan. And though she has lived in the UK for over 26 years now, this actually makes her ineligible to be nominated for any Brit Awards or Mercury Prizes or other awards that um, follow the BPI rules. And this is because she's not a British passport holder. So she had mentioned this in an interview in July 2020 and also um, on social media. And it caused a huge controversy. And it um, the fans then started the hashtag Sawayama is British and that actually trended worldwide. And so due to this controversy, though, the BPI, which is the British Phonographic Industry, changed their rules in February 2021 to state that if an artist has been a permanent UK resident for over five years, 
they can be considered for these awards. So it's awesome that mm-hmm. she kind of caused this whole movement. Um, right. Because right. yeah, she's British. Like she's been there for her whole life almost, you know, like her formative yeah. years, you know? And so, yeah, I love that she was able to kind of get the whole world behind her on this. Yeah, seriously. I think it's interesting when you have someone like that who basically reps the country. They're, they're I'm this, I'm from London. I'm from, you know, they are really just, very adamant about being being from a city, being from a country and just being proud of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and to not be acknowledged as such is very kind of, I can only imagine what she was going through at the time um, because she does have, she does have like anxiety and depression. So I'm, I'm glad that she didn't let this situation defeat her. And she, she's like, I want my flowers, give them to me. My mm-hmm. stuff is good. You know, so I, I'm super proud of her and I'm glad that she was able to actually perform for the Brits 2021 Rising Star session at Abbey Road. So she definitely, you know, she did her damn thing. Okay, I'm super proud of her for that. Well, that actually brings us up to present day as of mm-hmm. filming. <laughs> um, so yeah, she's such a cool career. She has so much potential. I'm so excited to see what she does next. Um, but yeah, yeah, are there any other songs we haven't mentioned yet that you love? Um, definitely. I, I think most pixels, or even if you're not a pixel, you can appreciate the song. Who's going to save you now? The song is great. Uh, the London Community Gospel Choir is featured as background vocals and Adam from the 975 play the guitars. Like it's, this song is built for the stadium, but you know, for now I'll sing and scream in my car. Mm. Um, it's really good. It's, it is, oh, it's so good. It just, it just talks about like letting toxic people go, letting them exit your life and just saying, hey, listen, I'm not going to be the one to continuously take care of you. Even if that was my like my MO before. Mm-hmm. I wish you the best, but go take that somewhere else. Love it. What about you? Oh, so one of my favorites is Take Me As I Am. Yes! So this song, which is from her EP, not only does it sound like a late 90s, early 2000s, bop um the song is also about (laughs) pop music's lack of asian representation um which again is just something i feel very deeply um and so yeah it's just an awesome song she does has an awesome performance of it um Mm -hmm. on vivo too which Mm -hmm. she sounds really really good um so yeah that's a it's a good one so what are your expectations for rena um going forward i don't know i feel like she's just so interesting, you know, like it's hard to even Mm -hmm. predict what she'll do next. You know, I'm sure there's so many new producers that have now discovered her new artists that have discovered her that will want to collaborate. And Mm -hmm. so I'm excited to see kind of what potential is there and what people, what new collaborators can bring out of her. And yeah, you know, Uh we, we've got the metal, we've gotten some rock, we've gotten, you know, the R and B, like love her to just throw something crazy at us next, you know? Yeah, you're right. Honestly, I don't know where exactly she could go, but that, I think that is also the the challenge that she will be facing um, because she has done so much. And it's like, how can you keep reproducing or keep coming out with different songs that don't sound like the other ones, right? Mm-hmm. Or sound like someone else. And um, she did mention that Snakeskin is kind of in the direction that she might want to go in. It's very just, it's 
it's dark. I mean, she's done dark before, but it just doesn't sound like something that she would do typically. Mm. Um, I think it's a nice little ending for the Sawayama album. But yeah, like you said, and I also am curious about the collaborators that she might work with because her and Clarence have such good chemistry. Like he knows what he wants, she wants, and and she brings, she refines his sound in such a way where Mm. it's just like, they just make sense, you know, um, like salt and fries. I don't, I don't know, but they just <laughs> make yeah. sense. Yeah. But it'd be nice to see if she can break out here, you mm-hmm. know, um, hit that, hit our charts. I wonder what, how she would do it yeah. because her songs without, are good. Without selling out too much though. I, 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 yeah. I, 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 yeah. I don't want more of Lucid. Like I get it. It's fun, but it felt a little too commercial. Like I kind of yeah. like that. She's a little weird. Um, yeah. so yeah, I hope, I hope she kind of is able to keep that and, 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 and still find success, but yeah, hopefully without selling out. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. I mean, if Billy can sit there and shift the whole paradigm of what pop music sounds like, why can't mm-hmm. this Asian, I totally hope that with this, this, the surge of just like Asian pride that people will actually give more of a platform outside of like crazy rich Asians or some other bull crap that they feel fits their narrative. Like let mm. Asian people tell Asian stories. And she is a great, a great person to be doing that because she's always been about this and she makes damn good music. So, but then again, I'm just a black female just saying that, but you know, <laughs> As mentioned earlier, we are doing a giveaway of the standard Sawayama CD and the Conde Garçon sweatshirt. Yes. <laughs> and in no way this giveaway endorsed associated is sponsored by or administered by a YouTube or any social media platform is promoted on. Okay, got it. All right. Yes. All right. So the rules for this giveaway are very simple. Number one, like this video. Number two, subscribe to the channel. And number three, leave us a comment answering the question we asked somewhere in the video. <laughs> um, and if you want to increase your chance of winning, you can follow us on Instagram at CCTV Pops and send us a DM with your YouTube name and you will get an extra entry. So remember, Pixels, this giveaway will close at 8 p.m. October 3rd, 2021. So get those comments in. Hit us up on our social media accounts at CCTV Pops and let us know what you think of Rina Sawayama and who else you'd like us to feature in this 101 series. Please give us a like, subscribe to our channel, and hit that notification bell. Don't forget to check out our Rina Sawayama playlist on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. Until next time, that's Chris. That's Shan. And we are CCTV. Bye. Bye.